0: Jesus. S&P 500 Program Trade by Level 1. This is your wake-up call, pal. Go to work. Okay, this episode is brought to you by MasterClassTrader.com. If you want to trade and don't have a plan or don't know where to start, start with MasterClassTrader.com. The masterclasses will give you the tools and techniques to supercharge your trading. Whether you want to position trade or scalping's your thing, don't mess around with the free online garbage out there. Go to masterclasstrader.com for unbiased professional level content. And for a 20% discount on the DOM bootcamp and the advanced spreading masterclass, use the code TRADINGWITHGB. That's all one word, no spaces, TRADINGWITHGB. If you're not where you want to be right now as a trader, then go to masterclasstrader.com. off, folks. Okay, today we're talking about gold. (laughs) Okay, can we do that again? Today we're talking about gold. Okay, a little bit of trivia before we get into everything. That clip was from the movie Goldfinger. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. If you've seen it a long time ago, you probably... Uh, forget what it was about it was actually about arbitrage trading goldfinger the evil guy was buying gold in the uk melting it down shaping it into his beautiful rolls royce and driving the car over into europe and selling it at a higher price that's arbitrage right back then it was illegal to do these days it would be silly to do that kind of thing Uh, It certainly wouldn't make money but back then the price disparity between or price difference i should say between gold in one location and the other was quite large these days it's nothing or next to nothing. Uh, Anyhow let's get on with it. In this podcast today we're going to cover some facts about gold. We're going to look at the trading contracts available and some ways to go about trading it based on a little bit of past experience both good and bad. Uh, First up First up, some quick facts about gold. Gold is a store of wealth, as you probably know. Central banks use it as a store of wealth, and they have massive holdings spread around the world. The Fed Reserve, for example, if you remember, another movie to remember, uh, which one was a Die Hard with a Vengeance, where the bad guy Jeremy Irons goes and robs the Federal Reserve in Wall Street of all the gold uh, held by different countries held in that particular vault. Now, that, that vault actually exists. I don't know if it looks like it does. In the movies. I think you can do tours of it. But anyway, I'm getting um, getting away from myself. But uh gold holdings. The US uh, holds about twenty-five percent of the world supply of gold. Germany has about ten percent. Uh other countries with big shares, uh Italy seven percent, France is about seven percent, uh Russia is six percent, I think China's up there or getting up there as well, about five percent. Uh, at the moment. So uh, it is used as a store of wealth, a hedge against inflation. Traditionally, it doesn't always work like that. The correlation is not perfect, Uh, but that's life and that's what uh, presents us trading opportunities, right? So uh, some more facts. Olympic gold medal is not made of gold. It has about 1% of gold. Uh, Each year, about 3,200 tons is pulled out of the ground and about 20% of that goes into making jewellery. Uh, for your Rolexes and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Now, there is a lot of gold, not only under the earth, but in in the ocean as well, or under the ocean bed. There's another 20 million tonnes of gold in the ocean if the miners could figure out how to get it out efficiently. Uh, You'd have to drill down deep below the ocean bed, a couple of kilometres, they say, uh, below the ocean bed, or a couple of miles. Uh, And there's about 20 million tonnes down there. So there you go. Uh, If you've got a big enough shovel... There you go. Half the world's mined gold comes from South Africa, or at least it used to. That share is dropping now. China and India are picking up. Uh, Let's see. Gold is used for industrial purposes, too. If you happen to be lucky enough to own a McLaren F1 streetcar, you'll know that engine bay is lined in gold. Uh, it's used in circuit boards, iPhones, other phones and so on uh, and asteroids contain gold if you're ever lucky enough to catch an asteroid uh, flying towards you uh, have a look, there might be some gold in it uh, and they also say if you have a big enough shovel you can dig to the centre of the earth and you'll find so much gold that it will coat the outside of the earth by about 18 inches I'm not sure if that's true it was an interesting statistic, interesting to think about but apparently it's there so... Um, If any of you dig that deep, let me know. That'd be good. Uh, Another little thing. Have you ever wondered what a carrot is? You know how they talk about 12 carats, 8 carats, 22 carats, all that kind of stuff? A carrot is a measure of fineness, and 24 carat refers to 100% pure gold. Anything less, it's mixed with another metal. So 18 carat is 75% pure gold. Okay, uh, and they do that not only for economic reasons but also to make the, the metal tougher. Gold is a very weak metal despite being so uh, heavy, it's also it bends uh, quite easy. So, 24 karat gold is actually a weaker metal than, say, a 12 karat gold. So, there you go, there's some stats on gold. Okay, let's talk about. What you can trade with gold? Gold futures. The code for gold futures is GC. It's traded on the CME or traded on COMEX, uh, which is owned by CME. It's a 100 ounce contract. If you don't know what an ounce is, or haven't figured that out yet. Uh, it's about 31 grams. So 100 ounce contract is about three kilos, just over three kilos. And that's in terms of physical size. That's tiny. Uh, that's uh, 100 ounces is. Oh, You could hold it in your hand. Um, It's pretty small. Uh, So with a hundred ounce contract, that means per dollar move in the futures contract, uh, you're getting a hundred dollars one way or the other. Uh, It used to be traded out of New York, uh, the uh, NYMEX Comex, uh, but as I mentioned, CME. It's all under the CME group umbrella now. So that's where you find info out about gold, incidentally. CMEgroup.com, which I think is a fantastic website that the market trades almost 24 hours a day and there are options uh, on these markets they have monthly and week, weekly explorations for the options uh, the trading months for gold uh, the main ones are Feb, April, June, August, October and Dec there's also cereal months but uh, nobody really trades those you just hear crickets making their noise when you look at those markets they have Bugger all volume and very little open interest, so stick to those main uh, six months, Feb, April, June, August, October, and December. Uh, Okay, now let's talk about trading gold or ways to go about trading gold, both in the futures and the options. First up, let's talk about options. It's a good options market to trade. I think it used to be a whole lot better, as in probably 20 years ago it was a whole lot better, but I think a lot of options markets... I like that. We have those nasty algos and those bots to thank for that uh, that made things far too efficient. But it is still a good options market to trade. The open interest is in the main months, not in those serial months or in the distance month. You're in the front month or possibly the next month out uh, for your open interest. And that goes for options as much as futures. I wouldn't bother looking at the weekly options. They do trade a little bit, but they tend to be bulk trades and not people punting the market as such. So uh, what options w- t- plays would you look at? Probably more along the volatility kind of plays. And that's in either direction, the volatility explosions, and I suppose you call it implosions, volatility going up and volatility going down. If you look at the market yourself, and you can pick this up just from looking at a daily price chart you can see the market sticks in ranges 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 then bang one way or the other that's the nature of gold crude oil is a little bit like that too when I look at the options in one I always think of the other because they remind me uh, of each other the way it behaves Uh, with the options you're not going to find any silly pricing or inefficiencies you're not going to be able to put on uh, what would otherwise be a debit trade at a at a sizable credit um, the only exception there is when you're looking at at um, or in the past when we've been trading ratio spreads, we've quite often been able to, and I don't recall doing this in any other market, uh, other than the fact when you're legging or timing your entries separately. But what I have done in gold and I think silver before is you're able to put on ratio spreads, two for one, uh, two to one ratio spreads at a credit or even, or just a break even, and that gives you a good risk, reward, a good uh, strategic or um, a position trade that doesn't cost anything. In fact, it earns you something even if you get the market wrong. Uh, for those that don't know, ratio uh, spread you can do in either puts or calls. It's generally uh, when you buy a call, let's say that's close to the money, and sell two calls that are further out of the money. Same in puts. You buy a put that's close to the money or closer to the money uh, and sell two puts that are further out. In in the same month, uh, when I say further out, I'm referring to the strike price. So um, in gold, for example, it may be markets trading around that 1,400 area. Now let's say you buy a 1,450 and sell two 1,475s in calls. That's a ratio call spread. Now I've been able to do those With a credit. Now, with a ratio spread, either puts or calls, you make money if the market moves towards uh, that more distant strike, but doesn't go beyond it. That's when you start to lose money and you can lose it faster then because you've got that sold ratio. Uh, You're short more than you are long. But um, with with those trades, I have been able to put them on at a credit, which means let's say we are doing that fourteen fifty fourteen seventy five call spread. Uh, what that means is when you've got it on at a credit, the market doesn't have to go up at all, and the both options can expire worthless, and you end up with a credit, with money in your account. Uh, if you can do that, that's great. Uh, I don't think those opportunities come along too often, but they do come along. Uh, other good spreads, other good options trades in gold are all in the spreads, really. The verticals, the horizontals, and the diagonals. You're, you've got your your butterfly-type trades, your bull calls, your all of that kind of stuff, your debits and your credits, depending on your view of the market. Uh, in terms of futures, I think that's a bit easier to cover. I suppose futures is a whole lot more binary than options, so it's easy to talk about. Uh, let's talk about futures for scalpers. It's a tricky market to trade gold. It's very jittery. You don't see it on a chart, but when you call up the depth, you'll see it jumping. And that's we can thank the algos, the heavy algo activity, and it all looks like they're playing with each other or trying to annoy each other. That happens in the European time zone and in the US time zone when there's more volume there. So if, if you're going, what it means is if you're going to trade this market for a scalp, you cannot trade it like you're trading a T-note, right? So when you're trading a T-note, uh, the fives, the tens, or the bond, the thirties, or the ultras, or whatever, um, you're generally you can go for a trade that's one, two, three ticks. You can't do that with something like gold. You just can't. If you're going to go for those type of trades, but instead of going for one, two, or three ticks, you go for a dollar, a dollar fifty, there's your scalp trade. But what it can mean is you sit in trades for a long time with the market doing nothing and you can almost fall asleep. And just as you do, of course, it goes and stops you out, but that's Murphy's Law, as they say. But uh, So if you are going to scalp, you need to widen your stops and widen your targets if you're you're already used to scalping something like a a fixed interest market or even the S&P. It's a a harder market to scalp than, say, the E-mini. Um, that's just something to keep in mind. But uh, if you're interested in scalping that one, sit down and have a good look at the depth of market um, just for a little while. And maybe in a demo platform like the one we use in our boot camp, the, um, the the TT uh, demo. Uh, open up the demo and just have a bang around and you'll see uh, over a few sessions that the market will have these little jumps in volatility. You, know, you don't see them on a chart. You just don't see them because it's only a dollar move, but that's actually ten ticks. Uh, and if you've got a couple of orders, you know, two ticks above and a couple more six ticks above, then you you can get taken in out of the market at the blink of an eye, literally at the blink of an eye. That's how quickly it can move. Other um, trading strategies. Calendar spreads, forget about it, because the market uh, is very firmly priced um, in terms of its cash and carry. It never trades at anything. The the calendar spreads don't swing around like they do in, say, grains. Uh, That's because gold is storable, and it's very cheap to store because it's dollar for dollar. It's very small. Uh, So um, uh, those cash and carry trades don't really exist. They never have, except in that movie, Goldfinger. (laughs) So, uh, But that's a different kind of thing altogether. Uh, gold is a seasonal market. It's not as seasonal as, say, a cro- something that has a crop cycle, like corn or, um, or, or, or even a, um, an energy market. It's not as seasonal as that, but it is seasonal. If you think about why is it seasonal, for industrial purposes, not so much. But for gift-giving, definitely. Uh, there's a gift-giving season in India, example where there is a lot of demand for gold generally in terms of seasonality you'll see gold the trend suggests that it's weaker in the first half of the year this is a generalization it's weaker in the first half of the year and can have little bursts of uh, bullishness in the second half of the year July August and moving into December of course Christmas time and traditional gift giving Uh, time in many, many countries. So uh, you'll see demand driven um, in in those times, middle of the year, probably Q3, you could call it, and towards the end of Q4. Uh, So that that creates some seasonal trades. Now, again, it's not going to be a seasonal trade insofar as a calendar trade that you're going to look at. I think that the market is too has too many other factors that can move it around. You wouldn't go outright, seasonal trades, but you look to spread uh, against other related markets like silver uh, or platinum. You can often see good seasonal trades in those. Now, they're big movers too because they're not 100% correlated and they're not close to 100% correlated, but you do see those markets move, um, move in a in a, um, in a seasonal... Fashion, for example, looking over at the moment, uh, we're in July looking over at a December uh, gold versus uh, January platinum. There's a very good seasonal move that runs from around. uh, I'm looking at this chart, and I'll call it up on the video so you can see it. Uh, There is um, a from about July, August through to uh, October, November, there is a good seasonal pattern that happens in these markets. So that's something to look at. But you have to realise too, you're not going to be able to run tight spreads on these. If you're running a, say, December platinum spread, you would be buying one, sorry, a gold versus platinum spread. you would be buying one gold, selling two platinum. Your margin's going to be not not small. And your volatility is not going to be too small. So if you look at that spread, uh, buying that spread uh the statistics say in early August and selling it in um middle September in two thousand and eight that spread made thirty thousand for a one single spread, one gold two platinum thirty thousand dollars uh that was two thousand and eight last year that spread made thirty three hundred the year before that spread made four and a half thousand the year before that two thousand and sixteen it made 7500 2015, it made $2,800. That's buying roughly around the 5th of August and selling in mid-September. In fact, the last 15 years, that trade alone has lost only once. But the thing is, those statistics at a macro level look great, they sound great, but it is, it can be a wild spread and you've really got to watch it. And you don't want to be trading 10 lots in gold and 20 in uh, platinum. You know, you, you want to go in there with one or two <laughs> so, because you can get um, you can get stuck pretty quickly. The worst drawdown in that spread uh, was, let's have a look, it was in 2012. It was a $10,000 drawdown, and that spread ended up making $900. So you're holding on, holding on for a while, and I think most people wouldn't do that. They wouldn't see the sense. In that, But at the very least, you want to have a stop on that trade for a few thousand dollars. And why is that? It's because those markets aren't perfectly correlated. They're a little way off. So they do move in their own way. You don't hear about platinum rallying because a world leader said this or oil did that. But you do hear that in gold. So there's different factors that affect these markets. And that's why you don't get that perfect correlation. And that's what creates the spread trade. We want imperfect correlations for spread trades but this one in particular you've got to watch. So I think uh in terms of per lot in this particular trade I think I made $25,000 once in one of these trades. Um it was a good it was a good time I wasn't expecting that and I was trading small at the time. So that was a nice trade to make. Uh but you've got to be really careful. So uh if you think about it, a way if you if you're interested in trading gold, you wouldn't go in, you wouldn't start off trading the seasonal spreads. You'd certainly watch them, you'd learn from them, and when your account is big enough to handle say a $5,000 stop on a one lot, that's when you do it. You don't do it when you're about you would cry if you lost that much money. Okay. So, if you're interested in starting to trade gold, then I'd probably look at the shorter term kind of trades, the swing trades, uh, the trades that aren't going to where you'd st- your stops don't have to be too tight, but they don't have to be too wide either. You don't want a five thousand dollar stop. You don't want a twenty dollar stop. With interest rate markets, you can have that twenty, thirty, forty dollar stop. In gold, you can't. So if you're running a, I'm talking one contract, of course. So. Uh, that's one way to go about it. In, those correlations are worth looking at too if you're going to be uh, scalping or swing trading in gold. So you want to have your silver up next to your gold. You want to have your platinum up next to your gold. And here's a good tip too. Focus on the charts. Don't focus on the depth of market because that's like that old thing. You can't see the jungle through because you're looking too closely at the leaf. All right. So that plays out in gold... Very much. So that that'd be my tip. Start off with a um, it's a good market to, for starting in um, swing trading, shorter term trading or what we might call generous scalping, <laughs> wide wide targets and wide uh, wide stops. But that's how to go about gold. Next week join us to profile a different market. These podcasts are all about expanding your knowledge. Remember as traders we must have broad knowledge. That's what these podcasts are for. For now, if you like the podcast, save it, share it with a friend, write about it, tell someone, tell your mum, or even just head over to MasterclassTrader.com and sign up for the free newsletter so you'll know when the next one comes out. This episode was brought to you by Masterclass Trader. If you want to trade and don't have a plan or don't know where to start, start with MasterclassTrader.com. The masterclasses will give you the tools and techniques to supercharge your trading, whether you're going to scalp or position trade or do anything in between that, don't mess around with all that free online garbage and you know how much I hate that stuff. Go to masterclasstrader.com for unbiased professional level content. And remember that 20% discount, folks, if you want to sign up to the DOM bootcamp or the Advanced Spreading Masterclass, you can get a 20% discount just for listening to this podcast and typing in the code GB when it comes to that shopping cart bit at the end. That's one word, trading with GB, and that gets you 20% off. If you're not where you want to be right now, as a trader, that is, then go to masterclasstrader.com. Signing off for now. See you next time.